Good day, everyone. Hello. Welcome to Going Off Track once again with Hands and Ads. Hi there. Happy World Recycling Day. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Will you be celebrating World Recycling Day, Ads? Celebrate it. Well, I celebrate it every day, don't Absolutely. you all? Absolutely. We should always be recycling. Save the turtles. Uh, yep. And it is Happy World Odd Socks Day. Woohoo! Are you wearing odd socks? That's something I subconsciously do every single day due to mishaps with the washing machine. I have matching socks on today, which is actually so quite out together. of character. <laughs> They're yeah. actually like my, my only socks that I have left uh, that aren't in the wash. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's due. A wash day is due. Wash day is due. Uh-huh. Um, and also... <laughs> Happy World Clean Your Refrigerator Day. Woo! That we definitely need to celebrate. There is like <laughs> seven cucumbers in our fridge. Half-eaten teeth-marked cucumbers. Most of them are mine and they're like slowly <laughs> shriveling away. I'm going to clean out the fridge in honour of World Clean Your Refrigerator Day. Yeah, we'll do that tonight. Um, but anyway, welcome back to the podcast. Whoop. Ads, tell me about your week. What have you, what have you been up to this week? This week has been, you know, a little bit different to usual. Um, I went home on Thursday because I went to go and see my brother play in his band. Groovy. So he's in a band called In Your Face that's spelled I-N-Y-E-R face. Oh, it's like... In Your Face. Cockney lad. Yeah. And they're quite well known around Sussex and... If you live down that area, please like their Facebook and, you know, you may see them at a few weddings or they pubs. Are. Or they're, they're they are pretty famous in the, in the Sussex scene. Yeah, they're absolutely fantastic. My brother plays on the keyboard. Very proud. It was such a good time. Nice. And then the day after that, um, it was my boyfriend's family party. His grandma turned 80 and his brother turned 10, 23 on Remembrance Day. I couldn't think of anything better than a joint 23rd and 80th birthday oh party. Oh my God, it was be the best. <laughs> hybrid of birth when two worlds collide really? that sounds like fun when three generations in between collide <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah it was a lovely lovely weekend i think it's nice to get out of the loughborough bubble every now and then so. yeah you were yeah. saying that like it's nice to to go home and reset and have food cooked for you oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, my mum cooks some beautiful meals actually yeah, sometimes i forget like you can have like vegetables other than frozen peas in your meal <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, green beans. So extravagant. That's crazy. Yeah. No, yeah, it was lovely. How was your nice. week, Hannah? I had a great week. I went to a National Trust place last Thursday. <gasps> Tell uh, me more about that. For a little uh, excursion. We drove an hour to Birmingham um, to go to a National Trust place called Baddersley Clinton. And it was just Ooh, a big house. It just does sound pop. It was beautiful. It was full of old people because we went on like a Thursday afternoon. So like no well, one else is free. That's the best demographic <laughs> to be immersed in. Isn't it, it was perfect. Yeah. And we went on a big long walk with sheep. Um, and yeah, that was really nice. Did rain quite a lot. Uh, and then this weekend I had stage alumni weekend. So I'm part of stage society at Loughborough. Uh, and we had our alumni weekend where all the old stage members from years gone by come up and visit us and we just do fun things that all weekend. That is so cool. I didn't know that. It's such, a, so it's such a cool thing. I mean, we had about three alumni come because shockingly, the hey, alumni are quite busy. We didn't need to mention the stats, but that's, <laughs> that's a nice, lovely occasion. No, it was actually, it was actually really lovely. We, were, we went out for pizza. We had a house party. A house party at our house, yep. actually. And I wasn't there. That's so sad. <laughs> it was actually quite stressful. It was like the first time I've ever hosted anything. And I was like... Do you think there's going to be enough room? Do you think people are going to have enough drinks? But it, was, it went perfectly. It went really well. Um, and then the next morning there was brunch at Spoons, but I was banned from going because I oh. had to go to Greece rehearsals. 
Oh, I thought you meant you were literally <laughs> banned because you like did something did raucous. Something bad. <laughs> I mean, no, <laughs> I never do anything raucous. Uh, that's another story me and Hannah can tell about <laughs> being banned. Anyway, but no, a good week all in all. Uh, we both had slightly fun, slightly different weekends. Yeah, to the that's, usual. That's really nice. Getting outside of Loughborough. You know? Yeah, just doing something a bit, a bit funky. Excellent. Great. So, shall we move on to sports story of the week? I'd be absolutely delighted. Good. Would you like to go first? Or sure, I? I'll go first. Go on, Ads. Um, mine's a little bit disjointed, but it's um, it's a current problem in in football actually. Oh. So, essentially. If you guys are football fans, you know that VAR has been having a few mishaps recently. I did not know that. But well, I do know people constantly have problems with VAR just generally. Like yeah. There was a whole controversy when it first came to be a thing, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it stops play. It's, it's just a yeah. lot of things. You know, so like the offside rule, it can be it can be condemned when people are even have like a nail yeah. or a hair or an eyebrow hair it's, it's offside then it's offside and it's like if you really go down to the foundations of it is that really worth taking away yeah. a goal like is do they have a clear advantage from like a nostril hair yeah. in front of the defender no. <laughs> like I just I don't actually I'm just not sure do you know sure. what I mean but then where would you cut the line in that case you know where because yeah. I was talking to my dad about this and mm. he was saying maybe it could be worth um uh, introducing what they do in cricket, having appeals, you know, yeah. reviews, and maybe three per team or something, or having that thing where you've got the bowlers or batters, um, what do you call it? Like, you you have them on your side, so, like, the advantage of them. Because yeah. if they're... I'm waffling now. <laughs> but essentially, yeah. they have the third umpire in, in cricket, and they, they review it with the no- the noise thing and the, the yeah. whole guy. It's but, like how much technology is too much technology yeah, to like, bring in to sport. It's the same yeah. as with the long jump run up. You know how they've got like the laser oh line that you have yeah. to break now. So much controversy in oh the my, athletics so world bad. about that. Because people literally have like like the minusculest bit of yeah, their yeah. shoe over the front. The shoe's not even touched the floor. So again, this it's is back what it to is. do they get an advantage? Yeah, yeah. with the long jump thing, they've changed it where like, even if you are behind the board, but then after takeoff, yeah. if your toe is over it, that's just absolutely raucous. You're in the air. Like, you've, you've already <laughs> taken off. Yeah. So like, anyway, with the VAR, I'll just quickly say. Yeah, like, go on. So tell us the story. I'm an Arsenal fan. So this is why I'm going to be talking about Arsenal. But there was... so. Newcastle versus Arsenal, there was Newcastle scored a goal. Yeah, there was three different controversies. There was um, the ball out of play, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Jolinton push on Gabriel. Two hands are on his back and Gabriel's at about 75 degrees. And um, and there was an offside as well. And supposedly VAR... Three and one. VAR looked at all of these things but didn't have enough clear evidence to, to not give the penalty. And yeah. I just think... You know, classic Arsenal fan. I feel like we were robbed that game. We were robbed yeah, because it's, it's three. Fair to think that I've seen the videos <laughs> and the ball is literally like in the fan zone, like it's not on the pitch. The uh, thing anyway, is, I just think yeah, it's one thing to have like one bad thing happen and it maybe be missed, but to have three, three. like that's oh, it. My muffin just <laughs> fell off. Put it back on. Um, <laughs> Sorry, that's the case on the microphone. <laughs> um. No, that is that does sound like you were robbed there. And any any ideas why VAR messed up so royally? Well, 
I think they almost don't want to go against the referee's decisions. Yeah. And it's like, even if there's concrete evidence, they'd rather not go against it because, you know, that's when there could yeah. be more controversy. Which brings us going back against the ref's word. Yeah. to VAR, is it actually a good thing? Is it helping or is it hindering? Like, is it just causing more controversy? I would say more hindering. It was a much yeah. p- more peaceful sport without it. Obviously, <laughs> I like goal, goal line technology, you know, with um, the England controversy with that. Whose goal was it? I think it was Frank Lampard's goal. Mm, yeah. Or John Terry's. I always get them mixed up, sorry. <laughs> um but like obviously that was awful because the goal was clear it was clearly a goal. But yes. um for things like offsides, I just think why are the linesmen there? If there's if there's <laughs> VAR that's solely getting involved all the time, why are the linesmen there? Yeah, like they anyway. probably think they probably feel redundant and out yeah, of the job. Taking their jobs, that's so sad. Yeah, rude. Um well, that is interesting, and I didn't know about that, so thank you for enlightening me. You're so welcome. Um, my sports story of the week is fresh news from yesterday, uh, and it is the win of Yannick Sinner over Novak Djokovic in the ATP tennis Ooh, final. I looked at this. Um, and he beat Novak Djokovic, which broke Novak's 19-win streak, uh, and it was Yannick Sinner's first first career win basically and it was a massive deal especially because there's an interview of Novak Djokovic before the ATP kind of tournament um basically bragging about how he's gonna win he was like if I was not being humble I'd say I was gonna win and if I was being humble I'd still say I was gonna win and he didn't oh Novak ah silly boy that is uh pride comes before a fall it sure does um but I think it's it's really cool for Yannick Sinner because he's you know a young player he's Italian and the tournament was in Italy so he had home crowd support oh that's lovely and all the home fans would have been really excited to see him um kind of you know and get behind him and I just think that's that's a nice story to see kind of new tennis players coming up through the, rank, the ranks because you hear a lot about oh, definitely. Djokovic and like yeah, people who knocks have, him off his pedestal a little bit. Doesn't yeah, it? people who have been in the sport for a long time. It's time for some fresh meat to come in. But I just thought that was a nice story. That's really nice. Right. Really, really nice. So I think we're going to delve into this week's topic, which is a kind of a question. It is how does your sport affect romantic relationships? And we are excited about this one because... We have a little bit of experience with this, uh, being athletes. A bit of experience in love. (laughs) We know a thing or two, or maybe not. We're playing Cupid. (laughs) As it turns out. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so we just wanted to talk about why some athletes do potentially struggle in relationships. And I I think relationships are hard at the best of times, right? Absolutely. They, They take a lot of, you know, compromising, commitment. They take time out of your life yep. you have to be able to prioritize a that lot person. of communication with your partner yeah but then when you throw sport into the mix and especially at our age when you're you kind of know that this is like your window of success so it's yeah. like now or never with yeah. the sport it does make it harder to maintain a relationship absolutely but it's it's worth it because hey, it is sometimes you just can't help falling in love <laughs> i can't help Falling in love Rip with headphone users. you. <laughs> You're so yeah. welcome. Yeah. Um, we actually want to get in the studio one day and just sing. We just want to record a I song. I did mention this. Like, just record it and see how we sound. Yeah, because I think, I think sometimes when we're karaoke in the kitchen, we don't sound too shabby. Okay, Novak. <laughs> 
anyway, um, we're going to talk first about some of the struggles that athletes have either being in relationships or people have dating athletes. Yeah. Some of the potential drawbacks of dating an athlete. Yeah. The hurdles, the barriers. The, the hurdles. The cons. See what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, maybe draw a bit on our own experience. So I think the first thing that I would say is that like athletes, you know, have to dedicate pretty much their whole time and headspace and commitment into the, the the one goal and ambition that they have you know which is to become a really successful athlete yeah. um and sometimes it can be tricky as an athlete to have other things maybe out of your control like a, another person who you've maybe feel a bit responsible for yeah. kind of trying to draw you away from that like one-minded focus and therefore it can come across to your partner that you maybe don't care or like you're not thought. yeah and you're not putting hundred percent time commitment and they're not your priority and that's not necessarily the case but in a way it kind of is the case isn't it yeah you know like your sport is going to be your priority and i think finding a partner who can understand and value that there are going to be times when you're going to have to prioritize your sport yeah is something that you need to do as an athlete absolutely i mean i think it's all about like if they don't understand the commitment that you have then that's where there's kind of issues it's, yeah. it's got to be all about the communication and if you guys don't really talk say I think um if you suddenly um are meant to spend time with them and then sport comes in the way because of lack of communication that's where it can really get quite ugly I think and you've really just got to lay this down to them yeah I think like it's as an athlete you have to know that when you commit to time spending with your partner, you you probably have to follow through with that. But if there are times when you're going to be like, hey, I'm prepping for a comp this next month, I might be really busy and I might struggle. That's okay because there's going to be times when your partner can pick up the slack and make more effort to see yeah. you and work around you. But that can't always be the case. Exactly. So it's kind of like a, it's a balancing act. But I think that's like one of the biggest struggles that athletes find. I think that so. They don't have the time. Absolutely. And, they sometimes don't have the energy either, right? Because, like, imagine you're training, like, crazy amounts of hours a day and then you just want to go home and sleep. This is what it is, I think, with athletes, is you're going to be training and then the times that you're not training, you're going to be with your partner. But those times that you're not training, you're completely exasperated with energy. Yeah. You know, you don't have the... You're probably not as chirpy, as happy, you know. Yeah, you're kind of in recovery mode, which then all your partner sees is this frame of reference of you being you know slouchy and you know kind of lack of energy yeah which isn't your fault at all but you've just got to be wary of this i think yeah no completely it's like you're in you're in recovery mode when you're not training or yeah. when you're like between training sessions and it, it can be difficult but also you've got to remember like your partner has you know started to date you for a reason they they've seen what well, like they obviously like you yeah. <laughs> you're obviously a you, pretty cool person you hope they like you. they do well yeah i'm they, sure they do <laughs> therefore like they they can understand that there's like no one's on top form 100 percent of the time regardless of whether you're an athlete or not. not like sometimes you have off days that's fine that's something they have to learn to understand exactly i also think that athletes by nature are quite selfish or can be quite selfish or yeah. have to be i think you have to be don't you yeah you have to think about yourself the whole thing is like you're priming your body to be this like 
machine who can yeah. do like loads of amazing things. Yeah. So therefore, you are prioritizing yourself, and that's okay to prioritize yourself. But as long as you know that having being in a relationship is an investment to that person as mm. well, and you do have to consider their feelings. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, some more cons like yeah, say in um, athletes go through say injury, retirement. Um, you know losses in their games and I think it's easy to then because you have your partner the way you would probably come back to after say this game or this injury mm. to then take out frustrations on them and, and blame things on them and this is also obviously it's quite difficult to say like oh don't do this because it's you know it's natural to be frustrated but obviously they kind of become a little punching bag that you may take this anger out on yeah um so it's just being wary of this as well, I think. This is so interesting because this is kind of a double-edged sword because I've kind of put it in the pros section mm -hmm. that it's great to have a support system and it's really nice yeah. to have that person yeah. to go back to. And I think to be vulnerable around because yeah. I think in the sporting world it can sometimes be really frowned upon to like lose control of your emotions. Like you, you can come across when you're doing your sport and when you're like performing to the crowds, like as someone who's like really tough and strong and relationships like allow you that space for vulnerability and to come back and be sad about certain things or maybe yeah of course like you know just be honest about things that have upset you but you're right because i don't think about the fact that like it could be it could land you wrong. can take it so too i think far. it's finding the median isn't it because of course yeah. i get your point as well yeah so it's like the way that you kind of transfer this energy Mm, yeah, uh, completely. into a positive or a negative and you can be vulnerable around your partner in that emotional sense but as long as you don't then affect their emotional well-being yeah while doing You're so s that is like the perfect way of putting it like you can say like this has really upset me this has really angered me and your partner can be there for you mm -hmm. i think because like a little bit of kind of context i guess you ads is an athlete but also dates an athlete and so do I. <laughs> yeah. See, that's nice for us. Yeah. <laughs> but this may not always be the case for others. Yeah, completely. Um, but I think probably from both ends of the spectrum, because there's been times when I've like probably come home and been grumpy and been sad about things, especially like when I've been ill the last yeah, couple of months. So I've not been able to do the sport. It's like you you feel like low and you feel sad about course, it. Yeah. Um, but also like the opposite end of the spectrum when like have you ever had it when, like, your boyfriend comes home and he's, like, grumpy about, like, how the game's gone? Or, oh, definitely. Or how, and, and you literally don't know what to say. Yeah, you're really <laughs> at a loss of what to say. Like, you can be positive or negative about it. Like, you know, you know when you're also like, yeah, I agree, like, yeah. you should be sad and stuff. You want to validate just, their feelings. It's, it's so hard. And, like, this is why I just stay silent. <laughs> but, like, I'm sure he does the same for me as well. I think people value having someone to just talk to you like you can't yeah. solve every problem yeah. i would say in this situation sorry this is just a small little tip before yeah, the tip yeah, no, i completely. think just like you don't have to give verbal advice maybe active service like make them a bit of food like yeah drink, and give, just, them a like, hug. give them a hug maybe put the tv on you know you don't have to t say yeah give them advice and stuff because you're, you're not guru. you're not there to fix it i literally yeah. googled the other day how to comfort someone after they lose a hockey match <laughs> yes. and i was like oh no <laughs> said boyfriend did lose a hockey match and see because he's so competitive that's why like, and it's a good thing I think he is, but he just shows the passion for a sport, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it's really, like, it's a really cool thing about athletes and why we've probably dated people who yeah. do sport because it's one of the really nice things about them is that they're so driven and Absolutely. passionate. And actually, like, this is another thing that I wanted to talk about. And I guess we'll get onto it now. Yeah. 
do you think it's better to date someone who does the same sport as you or also does sport or do you think it's nicer to have someone who doesn't do sport and it's like unrelated to the sport world to date like what do you what do you think is the ultimate i mean we're kind of biased because yeah i was gonna say i'm a bit biased like my frame of reference is limited because uh owen and i do different sports yeah so he's a golfer i'm an i'm an athlete yeah um and i think it really complements each other Mm. personally i don't know about you hannah but um, i I I just agree i just think like the different sports i i don't i don't think you'd compare yourself to your partner but maybe you would if it was the same sport with how much training you're doing Mm. and where you're how much you're progressing but the fact i don't know much about golf and owen doesn't know much about athletics it's quite nice to then train come back talk about it and there's no judgments there's nothing yeah i think similarly like you can relate to the person as an athlete and you know the feelings that they get when things don't go well or when they do go well so you have that kind of relatability and obviously you have something in common because you're both active you both are driven passionate you can get that part of it yeah but it's nice to not i think be like intertwined absolutely in the same world because i can i can speak on kind of both because i once dated another pole vaulter and it's just like oh why are they always there like why are you at training when i'm at training yeah, this is what i'd call um club penguin puffle they're just they're just, they're just there constantly. constantly you go into the pizzeria and they're still by your flipper you go into the igloo you just want to you just want to break yeah, you go still... into the dojo to play some ninja mini games yeah. and they're still and there. you literally find captain rock copper and they're with you it's like go away i found i think as like for relationships generally to work in whatever means you get this you need like separation you need time apart and separate passions um and for me i think that if i dated someone who was in the same training group as me which i once did you may start to resent them also if you break up it's a disaster absolutely (laughs) like you have to see them every day yeah it's kind of similar to the workplace as well if you're in the same office yeah (laughs) And then it can, but genuinely, then it can impact your sport because you won't you won't want to go to training. You won't feel happy and motivated yeah. to go to training. So there's lots of problems that come from it. But equally, I did find out about a few athletics couples who really like value having a fellow athlete as yep. their partner. KJT and Andrew Posse. Yes, shout out sir. To you. Jazz Sawyer's and Guy Learman. Oh, they've broken up. I think. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I may well, be wrong. But. They they were in a very happy relationship. Yep. And I read a thing that they did for Athletics Weekly um, where they were talking about how in lockdown they couldn't isolate together even though they wanted to. Oh, yeah. Because they had to be in their separate hometowns for their training. Right. And they were like, we really value that we're both athletes because we can both understand that that's something that we both need to do. Yeah. And they understood that commitment and therefore they they didn't resent each other for it. And one of them wasn't left feeling like like lost and confused. Like, why don't you want to isolate yeah. with me? Yeah. So I think there's something to be said for the fact that if that person can really understand the commitment and yeah. the ups and downs. I think downs, it's the understanding, isn't it? But I think you can get that from, empathy. from dating someone who doesn't do the same sport as you, but still does of a course. sport. Um, of course. And for people that don't even do a sport at all. Yeah. with an athlete like you've just got to find that median it'll be more difficult than others but yeah I think it also kind of links into if you were to date someone who did no sport at all it's really nice to have that separation like the complete like being able to switch off because I think that's something that athletes struggle with yeah how we were talking a couple of weeks ago about the athlete identity crisis and how athletes can get completely caught up in sport have nothing else going on and then if it all goes wrong 
yeah it's hard to cope if you have a partner support network who can help you find other activities and other hobbies then if you do have a period of injury or you have time off i think like it's nice to then be able to have something to fall back on so i think there's pros and cons to both for sure for sure but um yeah um any other any other cons any other struggles you've ever felt you faced um I don't think so particularly. I just do think with the injury, like we've both been through injury and then it mm. just really does take its toll on the relationship a little bit. Yes, um, yeah. So I think it's just being there for each other and like I say, like the act of service and stuff. Yeah. But um, And remembering that that person is not, is not yeah. like an emotional punch bag for the problems yeah. that are going on. I have more sport. pros than cons, to be honest. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I pro- I've written down so many cons, but they basically all come back to the same thing, which is like yeah. the the time, I think, that like you have to remember that being in a relationship, you do need to make sacrifices. You do need to make compromises. You do need to make time for that person but equally, that person that you're with also needs to understand that you can't always make sacrifices and compromises. And sometimes you are going to need time where your athlete, when your athlete partner needs to go and do their athlete things. For and sure. You just have to accept that. For sure. Like, let them fly the nest for a few days. <laughs> <laughs> let, them, let them be free. free. Yeah. Um, but talk to me about pros then, since you have so many. Okay. Well, I read an article... And there's, there's, there's many pros, I think. Um, firstly, in a relationship, oxytocin oh. and dopamine is released. It's, I read you know, this. it's called the love hormone. And it's just, you know, those feel good hormones. And the fact that they're released when a person's in, in love gives deeper connections between people. Similar feel good endorphins are released from exercise. So the fact that, like, if you're doing sport, you know, you know that you get that feeling when you come back from the gym or a, or a hard yeah. session. You just feel on top of the world. The like, runner's high. Genuinely, I'm walking home through alleyways in the dark with absolute <laughs> torrential rain and I am galloping about <laughs> listening to my favourite song. <laughs> I'm literally dancing down like the back alleys back to Genuinely, our house. this is why no man would come near me in an alleyway because they'd actually be so frightened. <laughs> I was going to say like terrifying people like in those alleys. They but would be so frightened. Me after a gym session, <laughs> significantly more terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> that pump in the biceps. <laughs> Trust. But um, basically, because these endorphins are released from exercise this will then make them feel good about themselves and then when they go home to see their partners it will mean that it will be good for the relationship because they will be happier in a better state of mind and this is how it can benefit relationships i think also i read like vice versa that the the love hormones help you perform better as a completely athlete. Yeah, yeah. because i guess it's like a knock-on effect if definitely if the same hormones are controlling those two different things or yeah. they're kind of associated with both of those things if both things are going right then 100 percent, yeah it's just you know <laughs> double positive yeah so. exactly awesome. that's good um i also think like we have touched on it but again it's nice to have a support system i think like especially when we're at uni and like your family aren't around like you can sometimes feel quite lonely at uni but Mm -hmm. i think like also the sport if things are going wrong it's really valuable to have someone who you can speak to and who you can kind of go through tough times with and also go through good times with 
there is nothing better than having like people cheering on the sidelines for you. Yeah, that like pushes you over the finish line, like pushes you to like score that goal or whatever sport you're playing. Definitely, I think people value that support and value support from loved ones, and it's nice to have that person who can be there and be your support system. So valid, and like you said, having someone who can like cook you dinner after a terrible training session, you know, absolutely, (laughs) and vice versa. You can cook them, Devon. So sometimes. true. When Owen came back from like three rounds of golf, I cooked him a pasta bacon. He just looked so happy. What a legend. <laughs> sometimes. This was ages ago and I just like always talk about this. And I should do it more time. often. <laughs> yeah, <the laughs> one time. Sometimes after, like, after a game, Toby's like really, really hungry and I'm just guiding him around the supermarket. Yeah. <laughs> Please just pick anything to eat because you're going to die. This was a couple days ago. Yeah, this literally was. He was really hungry. (laughs) He was so hungry. But then he cooked too much food. He cooked three chicken burgers, three, and he ate them all. I thought it was for him and Hannah. But when he (laughs) started eyeing up the third, I was flabbergasted. He polished them off. There was no crumbs. He he ate and left no crumbs, literally. But the thing is, I didn't cook that for him. Bad girlfriend. Oopsie. Yeah, and then Kieran was really annoyed because the air fryer was dirty. <laughs> we Oops. forgot to clean. I keep forgetting to clean the air fryer at the minute. It's I actually get real so bad. scared <laughs> when I do. Like I'll be in a lecture and I'll literally leave early if I remember that I've not cleaned it. One of our housemates, he he is the provider of the air fryer and he loves his air fryer more than more than most people. More than I, life, I think. Yeah. Um, and when like we, the rule is if we use the air fryer, we have to clean it afterwards. But. <laughs> I mean, that is that is an unwritten rule in most cases. <laughs> yeah, just generally that is a rule of, of life. But, but if said air fryer is not cleaned in a five-minute window, you, my goodness, run up the stairs because he's going to be chasing you with a frying pan. With the air fryer, with the dirty air fryer. <laughs> <laughs> and also you will get silently called out in the house group chat. Oh like, my God, when I get an unprovoked tag in the group chat my heart sinks <laughs> there's nothing more shameful than the, <laughs> the picture of the dirty air fryer and the caption being who was the last to use the air fryer and you know it's you <laughs> but everyone else goes was it me was it me was it me so you're left to be process like- of elimination causes embarrassment <laughs> you know that like thing of like is it a meme i don't know who it is of the person like it's the Simpsons of Homer going back into the bush. That's me. You have nowhere to run, right? Everyone has said it's not them. You're the last person. Your bitmoji is up there waiting for you. It's like a staring contest. Yeah, oh. for real. Um, Sorry, anyway. it went off track, though. <laughs> Every episode. Every episode, we have to go off track. That's, yeah. that's the name it's of the, the game. Exactly. Um, but essentially, having a support system it, as a partner... It, nothing said, better yeah it is nice to it's have nice um another pro yes um essentially working out with your partner or playing sport with your partner okay oh, because so you're almost embedding quality time with them while you know practicing training for your sport Doing, so yeah. whether even if one of you is not an athlete and one is i'm sure you can you are able to go to the gym with them. You know, mm. even if you're just there for support, if you really don't like the idea of going to the yeah. gym, you can be with them. You can help rack their bar. You can, well, yeah, you can the like, modern day love language. <laughs> <laughs> you can just cheerlead them on. Yeah, I just think go with them so they can also be in their happy place and have you there with them. Yeah. And it will, both of you will release endorphins and it will just be a really good thing to do for your mental mm. health and to release strain in the relationship. Yeah. Also, like, 
there is nothing better than getting into a relationship and like finding new hobbies and like passions for sure based off their passions so like also maybe you really wanted to get in the gym but you you couldn't motivate yourself now you've got an athlete as a partner yay yeah you, you can go to so the gym fun. with them yeah and like that could be really good for you because there's a hundred like we could go on for hours about the benefits of exercising in like whatever capacity but also like being able to like share someone's passion and like learn new things from them is for really sure fun. oh definitely because owen is really adept in the gym and mm-hmm. he, he's training to be a pt yeah. i can't lie like my technique is so poor but he really helps me with that and it really yeah. complements my sport but like also it's just fun to be You've with him got spending quality your time. own free personal trainer i know and How he's getting free a free like test bunny to like do all <laughs> for sure. like i did cleans for the first time the other day oh, don't fun. tell my coach i'm so sorry sam if you're listening <laughs> but um i just didn't really know the technique because i've never really been taught it but mm. like owen was there and he showed me and now they're like my favorite thing to do That's in the gym so cute oh someone from london's calling me <laughs> i have a huge fear of answering phone calls even when it's literally like someone i know yeah but do you ever get them from like really random places like northern ireland a really ominous place i'm like, like berlin <laughs> <laughs> i'm like who in copenhagen wants to talk to why me? Is someone in watford calling me <laughs> anyway they don't know they're interrupting the best podcast of the year so they need to <laughs> they need to stop. Yeah, I'll just be like, okay, you're on air. Say something. <laughs> Our first live call. You've been an accident. <laughs> that wasn't your fault. Oh, I'm like, bro, my car isn't even here. So. Okay. Um, again, no, that is actually such a good point. Also, you play golf with Owen, don't you? Yeah, I actually picked up a new sport. Yeah, there you go. And it's so therapeutic. And when I was with my ex, I did. I started doing cycling, and then I was post that I was training for a triathlon, literally based off the fact that I like started like learning the ropes of cycling with him and actually i would have been terrified to go on the roads on a road bike on my own because i definitely would have got run over but yeah well sometimes it takes that person to kind of bridge the gap doesn't it and it's like Mm. having a growth mindset maybe you will enjoy what they do yeah yeah when i was with him as well i cycled (laughs) i actually haven't talked about this on the podcast but this is one of my one of my finest moments <laughs> and i talk about it a lot um i cycled to paris on a tandem that was incredible for you hansy <laughs> um and i was absolutely terrified for it but at that time like i really valued the support of someone who knew the sport and understood like the ins and outs of cycling and all the i would never have known that i needed to take like 700 bags of haribos to fuel me through a day but god did i need them <laughs> like and it's just nice to like learn from that other person and share that passion so yeah i remember when you said you really were desperately were in need of um a drink and you were going through france and then you had to like (laughs) knock on someone's door to get a drink so we cycled we cycled to paris and back and on the way there we went we went like a long way round just because we didn't want to cycle the same way there and back the way there, we spent so much time in like rural, rural France where there were like three houses and loads of sheep and nothing else hey, for miles. Don't talk bad about French people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking bad about the. Also, where like the shops were never open. Je ne sais pas. But um, yeah, we did we did have to because it was it was like a heat wave, and I was like panicking that i was getting dehydrated i was also i also spent a lot of the time on the back of the tandem crying so i was like dehydrating myself (laughs) um so yeah we did have to knock on a random person's door to get water but they gave it to us and it was lovely and actually 
that's cool. Yay. Such a sweet story. <laughs> but yeah, it's nice to be able to share interests with your partner. So that's a really For good one. Sure. Any other pros? Um, there are many, I'm sure. <laughs> Let's see. Apart from the fact that obviously just being in a relationship, regardless of sport or being an athlete or not, is a lovely thing. It is. Like, the, like it takes a lot of work, it takes a lot of effort, and it takes even more so as an athlete. But I think just another positive is just to quit one. Like, mm, go on. if your partner is doing sport or you're the one doing sport, like, congratulate yourself it's it's difficult you're Mm. a great you're obviously a very ambitious talented person Mm. so just um you know embed that and just congratulate yourself because it's not easy it's a great thing to be like that and and you're actually you're lucky to have if like your partner does sport or if Mm -hmm. because sometimes like sometimes you can feel like maybe you are being a bit grumpy and maybe you are feeling like you're not being the best person you can be around your partner but remember that they're lucky to have you and you're lucky to have someone who's a sports mm-hmm. person as your partner because the the kind of good traits that you have to have as a person the discipline the passion yeah. the care the ambition they're such good traits yeah, in a person fantastic attributes to have yeah and so s- it's not easy remember that so just exactly well done <laughs> and keep going i congratulate you. all the hard times are are worth it they are the well of course they are because you're looking after your body you're going to be healthy because you're training a lot and you're an athlete and mm. also you look pretty cool doing it so you know <laughs> yeah. edit that reel and put it on your instagram to some cool music because you look cool there you go yeah. wow adds the number one hype girl for all athletes oh, well, the last time i posted was in like october 22 so <laughs> i need to get those reels because all my teammates are like posting reels these days i i feel extremely left out and do they have like a social media deal or something? really cool i know i'm just not that cool i don't wear cool like sports outfits and stuff i couldn't i swear so some people have like a drone that they bring to training with them to I get know, like aerial angles, shots those angles are sensational <laughs> like genuinely i'm actually so jealous i might have to I have to get jump on the bandwagon. Well, yeah. Well, I'm just there with like sand all on my legs and like mixed <laughs> socks and like yeah. I don't know, I've definitely I'll... spiked my leg and have blood <sighs> running down. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry. I always used to spike my legs. Same. <laughs> Such a problem. It just shows. Doesn't the look technique. aesthetic on the Instagram reels. Not really. Yeah. So um, I think I think we can move on. Yeah. Absolutely. So. I guess wrapping that up. Yeah. Um, some a few little tippy tips. Some tips as to how to make athlete relation like relationships between athletes easier because we know it can sometimes be hard. Yeah, we may be echoing some things we've already yeah. said. We just want to reiterate. Yeah. Go on. So first of all, specifically plan quality time. So whether this is one day a week or a couple hours mm-hmm. a week or yeah. twice a week genuinely write it down in a calendar in a diary and make sure that this time is specifically for you and your partner no Mm -hmm. sport involved nothing it may be a day it may be going on a walk but I think this is extremely important because you need to come away from the sport side of things and properly properly fix your attention onto them yeah I completely agree and maybe make that something that they really want like something that they've really wanted to do for a long time what's their hobby yeah and I think because we've we've said a lot about how if you're dating a sports person, you can get involved in their hobbies. It also has to be reciprocated. Like if you're an athlete and you want them to get involved in your hobbies, you've got to give back too. So that's For actually sure. a really that's a good tip. It's like a charity. 
<laughs> just giving. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that's an important one. Um, I would say just like be be sensitive. I mean, we have kind of touched on this, but be sensitive to like the fact that sport yeah. is a massive part of that person's life and whatever emotions they're feeling about it, if they're really good, if they're really bad, be sensitive to the fact that even if you don't get it, it doesn't mean that what they're feeling isn't super strong, valid and important. Mm-hmm. And remember to remember to empathise with them. For sure. And try and comfort them in whatever ways work for them and also work for you. If, it, if that's doing an ads and just staying silent and tapping their head. <laughs> <laughs> they're there. Like a German shepherd. <laughs> or if that's kind of like letting them vent to you and... Yeah, listen. Just listen. Mm, yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I think... Find, like we've already touched on this but find ways to exercise with each other mm-hmm. i'll just leave it at that because we've already kind of explained yeah. but yeah absolutely and just love each other <laughs> that's our tips wait i have one more but like oh, on. you may not agree with this but like oh. i don't know controversial generally just like choose your partner wisely mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. this may be someone that you may spend the rest of your life with and realistically if you are the most unathletic person in the world so valid mm-hmm. and your partner is the most athletic person in the world yeah realistically this may not work in the long run yeah so just be you know a little bit conscious of this be maybe, honest with maybe yourself. choose someone that has more hobbies in common with you because realistically um for it to sustain you're going to have more fun with someone that has similar hobbies to you and if yeah. they're so completely different in some cases it will really complement each other but in some it may not so just be wary of this i guess no like absolutely and 100 percent. and i think like you've got to if you are getting into a relationship with someone who is who is really serious about their sport you have to make sure they're honest with themselves too yeah. about whether they can like whether they can like be and show up and be what they need to be as a partner because i've had experiences in the past where no matter how hard someone wants to try and no matter how badly they want it to work if they are genuinely being serious about their sport they can't do both and yeah in the long run you're both going to get hurt and it really sucks so you you're right it as hard as it is to say, because obviously love is love. You can fall in yeah, love yeah. with anyone. You can't help it. Yeah, yeah. Just just make sure you're going to be appreciative of them and their time and vice versa if you want to get in that relationship. And then yeah. it will be fine. As long as you <laughs> know you can do it. It's like don't bite off more than you can chew. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? And keep open lines of communication. Communicate. Oh, talk. We have mouths. We have voices. Yeah. We use have them. trachea's. <laughs> we have esophaguses. I apologise if there's a mute listening sorry. right now. um that is true (laughs) that we do so use use your mouth esophaguses and drag ears (laughs) and on that (laughs) note um sports question of fun sports question of fun yay shall i go first i'll go for it houndsu my sports question of fun is Yay. what sport do you think produces or just has the sexiest athletes? <laughs> and I'm doing this is purely this based a booby off trap. <laughs> the, so like I'm thinking like professional sports, like what 
oh my god i just i just whacked <laughs> the microphone I, i'm really expressive when i talk yeah, I wish you could see um, yeah like like i'm thinking like professional sports like what kind of cohort of professional sports produces the most sexy athletes and it's not a booby trap it's just fun i think it's quite relevant to the topic we were talking about so i think <laughs> Hey, Ellen. The I suspense think is killing me. Golfers. <laughs> yeah. She passed the test. But, like, genuinely, I think I'd either go them or football players because. Really? Golfers? Like, really? Yeah, because look at their outfits. Yeah, to they be fair, just they wear look nice smart. clothes like the polos and the chinos mm. and the smart shoes and yeah. then the way they strut across the golf course. Yeah. They um, always look put together. Yeah, like put together, mm. hygienic. I don't know. No, I, I actually, you know I, I actually mean? fully agree with you. Yeah, go on. Not a fan of rugby players. They're just a bit too big. <laughs> so intimidating. A bit too like, uh, boisterous. I'd also be really scared watching a rugby player uh, play rugby. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. I'd, well, be, I'd, be I'd be so, so worried nervous. about. Him. <laughs> yeah, because like, imagine. I mean, Toby got hit in the balls like. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, he did. <laughs> Me and Ads went to watch Toby play hockey. Um, Toby's my boyfriend. And um, it was my first game I'd gone to watch. And uh, he did he did get hit in the balls with the hockey ball and it was quite it was quite traumatic to watch for all involved. But he was fine in the end. But I guess even um even non-dangerous sports or perceptively non-dangerous sports can actually be dangerous. So yeah, anyway, um you said golfers and footballers. I just, I don't know. I just think their stature is a little less big than rugby players. Yeah, but true. Um, yeah, golfers—they're fantastic. <laughs> Good choice. I would, I would have said F one. I've just realised is this really bad? Like talking about bodies. <laughs> no, no, it's okay, fine. fine. We're we're just we're just talking about we're just talking in a hypothetical world All everybody is beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> and we and we do we do actually know that like this is just a this fun, is just a fun question, question fun. game okay hannah go on um i want you to tell me what your favorite sporting memory ever in your whole <sighs> life is and oh why. my god this is really good my favorite sporting memory ever okay this is gonna be mm, oh um I think it's probably so there's this move in gymnastics called an upstart and it's a move on the bars. Um I I'll try and explain it but it's really hard. You basically jump and catch the low bar and then you swing under the bar. Okay. You bring your toes up and then you use the momentum to kind of pull yourself up over on to your then on top of the bar. All the Olympians do it. You'll You'll watch an upstart if you watch the Olympics. The It's not a super hard move, but I struggled so much to get this move. I spent, like, it was kind of like a staple move that you needed to have to, like, progress up through, like, further levels of gymnastics to get good routines. I spent, I kid you not, like, three odd years attempting this move, like, trying everything. I just couldn't get it. I was never as good at bars as I was at everything else, probably because I have puny upper arms, (laughs) arms in general. Um, But the day that I got my upstart was, like, 
genuinely the happiest day of my life and that sounds so oh, silly and insignificant amazing. it's not at all i was probably for you that's incredible it like at the time because it facilitated so much more that it was ju- it was just a move but it wasn't just a move it was like i could go to like bigger competitions i could suddenly like do so much more with my gymnastics i was probably about 10 maybe even younger i don't I don't know, the timelines get a bit fuzzy. <laughs> but um back in the nineties. <laughs> I also remember when I was like trying to get it, my parents used to have to come and pick me up from gymnastics. Obviously I couldn't drive when I was twelve. Um oh, really? That's weird. <laughs> and um my dad once came to pick me up and he was like, Let me try an upstart, how hard can it be? So my dad attempted to do an upstart on the bar oh, at Jimbo. The bar nearly snapped in half. Oh, <laughs> I really rate the commitment from you. It was actually super cool. Oh. <laughs> and I was very proud to watch him and also for him to be humbled and realise actually it is a really hard move. The genetics are strong. <laughs> <laughs> but um no, I when I got my upstart, genuinely, I remember being so, so happy. Aww. And it felt like, it felt like something, because you know when you try something so, so hard for so long, and yeah. you, it, you finally get that it. Is like, the best feeling all in the, the work pays the off. The endorphins must have yeah. flushed through your body. And everyone everyone in the whole gym, like, jumped around and cheered. So, yeah, that is, that is a good question. And that is Amazing. my favourite sporting memory. Incredible. Thank you for that. You're so welcome. Right. I think on that note, that is a wrapping paper. Absolutely. <laughs> Have a wonderful rest of your week, everybody. We've loved talking to you, as always. It's been a pleasure. Never a chore. Right. See you in the next episode. See you later, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.